It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, c'est Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French. You know, it's been a while. We're all home. I do the show from home and I'm grateful to have a job. Work with my team, work with you. And I'm reading a book and I recommend it. It's, just, it's, it's called Long Walk to Freedom. It's a Nelson Mandela book. And when you read it, you feel so fortunate that you don't have to go through what it went through. It inspires me to keep my joy of life. And it's we can't compare you know, anything we're going through and what he went through, obviously, two different things. And, and we can't compare you know, a couple months and then almost 27 years of detention. But Long Walk to Freedom, I just, I love this book. So I just, you know, I rarely talk about that, but I read a lot. And, and if you have nothing else to do and you want to be inspired, Long Walk to Freedom, Nelson Mandela. Now, if you want to be inspired for your love life, call me, 855-905-8255. If you feel generous tonight, share with me a romantic experience, a love story, a moment of of sparkling romance that happened to you. I, I need to hear this more than ever, actually. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Brooke. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So something romantic has happened to you in the past and you want to reminisce. I'm all ears. So I spent my all my summers growing up at a sleepaway camp and I was always in love with this boy And um, we spent every summer together growing up. And then when we became teenagers, we became CITs. And we were always became, we became good friends over the years, but never romantic. But I secretly loved him. And I went off to college. And when I came back to work as like one of the head camp directors, and he was there. And we relinked like as friends, like no time had passed. And we used to take these walks. And then one night after we put like the camp was like down, we we took a walk and he pushed me up against a tree and kissed me out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember this like feeling this tingling sensation all over my body. And it was so romantic. And, you know, we held hands for the rest of the walk and we shared the rest of the summer together romantically but after Uh the summer was over so was this story of us oh those summers we all have a summer like this i remember that too brooks thank you so much for sharing that story you just made me reminisce about my own experience way back when one summer those summer love wonderful experiences thank you so much brooke for sharing and have a good night oh thank you simon have you ever had a summer love a summer fling I have, and I will tell you that story next on The Rendezvous. Have you ever had, like my last caller, Brooke, a summer fling, a summer love, when you're like 17, 18, after school, like starting in June, and then up until the end of August, uh, you discover somebody, you kiss like passionately, almost like, like, remember Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford kind of kissing, (laughs) stuff like that, who you think you are. And, and when Brooke was telling her story about that at summer camp and all that, and it just made me think of a story and a French woman that obviously I haven't seen in more than 30 years. But this story starts in the south of France, uh, mid-June, a long time ago. 
It was in Saint-Tropez, and my cousin Nicholas took me out for the first time. I was like 17 or 18. You want to know what happened next? Stay with me. So I was about 17, 18. I was in the south of France with my older cousin Nicholas, who played the role of like my bigger brother. It's my first degree cousin. Anyway, took me out to this club, Le Biblos in Saint-Tropez. And uh, it was crazy music, you know, early, early 90s probably, or 1990, something like that. Anyway, um, we were sitting down and approached this beautiful, beautiful, charming, blonde hair, green eye, with a little nose, women. It was just and the best smile ever. And I saw her, she saw me, I was a total goofball. I had the hair like the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know why things have changed since then. And not for the better. For the hairdo but anyway so we connected we fell in love for three months and it was time to go back to college we went to different colleges and never saw each other again but i never forgot her and that's still in my heart anyway back to tonight and back to you you call the next 855-905-8255 bonjour nikki bonjour simon bonjour nikki so i understand you have suspicion you think maybe your boyfriend is cheating on you I I think so. I don't know. I I was doing laundry the other day and I was cleaning out pockets because I don't want pens or whatever in my laundry. So I was going through and I found a bunch of papers. I thought they were a receipt, but it was a phone number and a heart with a name of Michelle. And I I just don't know. Like, why would you put a heart? I, it did. It wasn't like a, a server. You know, like. I just don't even understand. So, once you found the heart and all that, did you ask him anything, or what, what? What did you do with it? I mean, I was going to, but then, then he got really excited about something for his job, and I couldn't like bring it up. Okay, in your intuition, do you think he's sitting on you, or do you think not? I, he's been a little distant, but I mean. I wouldn't think he was cheating on me, but, like, we're not awesome. I see. Okay. Well, listen, um, you know what you should do? Tell him you found the heart. Tell him the truth. See how he reacts. Don't be accusatory. Be, you know, on the kind of, hey, what's going on? I found this in, you know, doing the laundry. What is that? That's all. Right. I don't, I mean, I was thinking maybe I should call her. You don't think I should call her? No, no, don't call. She doesn't owe you anything. You don't call her. You say to him, listen, uh, I found this, just want to know what it is. And then you listen to his answer with your intuition on. And if he rings red flags and you feel he's lying, then we have a problem. But if you feel whatever he says makes sense and is logical, you drop it. But I don't want you to call her and I don't want you to confront anyone until you ask him what's going on. He's your partner. He owes you the truth. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I won't call okay. her. <laughs> it's hard. No, okay. please. Ask him the question, and let's see what happens, okay? Okay. Thank you, Simon. Anytime. Have a good night. You do. If you found a name and a number and a heart in the laundry of your partner, would you call that number or not? Let's talk about it. Question for you. Say you're home and you're doing the laundry for you and your partner, and oops, out of the blue... You find a little piece of napkin on which you find a name, a phone number, surrounded by a heart. And then you wonder, should I call that person or confront my partner directly? 
And I want to be very, very specific about my answer there. Under no circumstances ever, and I mean it, you should call somebody you don't know. What you should do is always go to your partner first. Because whoever name it is on that napkin doesn't know you, doesn't owe you anything, and it can be somebody that can create more problem. So what I would do is go to my partner. And if you want to know how I would ask that very question, I'll tell you that next. So if I found on a napkin a name and a number surrounded by a heart in the laundry of my girlfriend, for instance, would I call the number? Absolutely not. I just told you why. Never call a stranger. How would I approach it? Very simple. After dinner, I would bring out the piece of napkin and I would say, you know, I found this in uh, your clothes while doing the laundry and I'm really worried and please explain to me what it is without any unspoken and with any lie. Please tell me the truth. And while she speaks, I would listen to the music of her voice, looking for the high pitch and the low pitch, looking to hear if it sounds logical or if it's a big lie and we have a problem. But I would always give a chance to my girlfriend to explain herself first because somebody could just put that number in your pocket or in your bag and you had no intention to call them. So give a chance to your partner to explain and listen carefully. Your calls are next. If you have a question about your partner or about your relationship, don't stay alone with your question. Call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Zoé. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Zoé. So, um, you and your boyfriend have a little dilemma, to say the least. What's going on? Well, it's a dilemma that's in my head. So, we've been together three years. He's been asking me ring sizes and to send him pictures of rings, and he's brought it up a lot the last two weeks. So I sent him about, you know, 40 pictures of different kinds of rings. And I always felt like a man or a woman, whoever you end up with, that they should pick it out for you. It's like their ultimate gift to you. But mm-hmm. I found one on uh, an auction site a couple of days ago that's like stunningly beautiful. And I just feel drawn to it and I feel like it's the one. So all my girlfriends always say, no, you should pick it out. You're the one that's wearing it. Don't let him pick it out. What if he picks up the wrong one? And it just seems so not romantic. But I don't know which way or the other to let him pick it out or to send him this one and say, this is the one that I want. That's, that's a good question. So if he picks the wrong one, tell me how you would feel. I guess that answers it a little bit. I don't think that I would feel that way. I think that I would love anything that he picked out. Well, then, if that's the case, that's the answer. Because if you're not bummed out and you're going to go, oh, geez, that sucks. Well, then you can let him choose the ring. Because what I don't want, Zoe, I don't want an unspoken or pretending. I don't want you to end up with a ring you lack only 60% or 70%. Hopefully, this is the ring for the rest of your life. And I want you to love it. And not just because it's from him. Because when you look at it, you go, I love it. So I don't want to tell you what to do. It's between you and him. But my goal is for you to be happy. And I know as a man, if I felt even subconsciously that I didn't succeed, I would be bummed out too. So that's why I like a little bit of guidance because we want a mission accomplished on this one. We don't want to pretend the world is so romantic that we we get it right all the time. So 
if you're completely cool with whatever it gets you is great and you really mean it, you have no regrets, then don't worry about it. Let him come up with it. But if you say to yourself, you know what, Simon? I'd rather have the one I dream of and make him so happy that he gave me the one I really wanted to. Then you should tell him which one it is. Yeah, I think I will forward it to him. This one really <laughs> makes my heart sing. <laughs> I think you should, Zoe. I think you should. Thank you for your call, Zoe. And early okay. congratulations to you and him. Thank you, Simon. Have a good night. I'm going to change gears and go to my Instagram DM. I got an interesting question from a woman who needs my advice for a man she met online. Stay with me. Her Instagram DM is next. So I got this interesting question on Instagram through a DM at Rendezvous Radio from Vera who says, Simon, I've been hanging out with this guy that I met on Bumble. Uh, and even though, of course, she's not supposed to meet him during quarantine, Vera says, I'm lonely. Anyway, she goes, he only wants me to go to his place, which is 20 minutes away. And I want to know how do I get him to come to my place for once. A very simple strategy for this. So stay with me, Vera, because I'm going to tell you exactly how to reverse the course so he will come to your house and not just you to his. Stay with me. My answer is next. What would you do if you wanted to change the timing and the, 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 the course of things when you have a new partner, but he only wants you to come over to his house, even though it's not so far, 20 minutes, and you want him to start coming to your house for once at least? So Vera said, Simon, what can I do to get him to come to my place for once? Very simple. Stop going to his. He's going to say, honey, come over. Nope, you come over. Why? I'm, I can't do it. But you can't do it. Then we're not getting together. And I know you're lonely, Vera. You, you said in your DM that you're lonely. But he's lonely too. And you've got to show strength. So it's not you despair. You're lonely and you're doing whatever he wants. My advice is protect your dignity and tell him, hey, listen. If you want to see me, you come 50% of the time or good luck to you. Be strong and tell him exactly what you want. Everybody should be going equally back and forth when we're in a relationship. It's not a one-way street. Good luck to you, Vera. You calls are next. If you want to share something very positive, something romantic, something sweet, something that touched your heart, the rendezvous is the place for that. Every night, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sadie. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. So I understand you have some very good news. Something very special is happening in your life. What is it? I need some good news. We want to hear positive news. Well, it is good news, but at first I was a little shocked because basically I just got married this past summer and I didn't want to ever have children. I know people look down on that, but that was what our decision was. We weren't exactly, uh -huh. you know, being too cautious, but um, I didn't even know that I got pregnant until two months after being pregnant. And now I'm wow. very, very excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Congratulations. Uh, but it's, thank you. I'm, I'm reading all the books and I'm excited now. And, you know, I mean, I can't drink during quarantine, which kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a crazy world we're living in, and this was another big surprise. And I'm past my first trimester, and everything's good. The baby's healthy, and oh, good. now I'm just really excited to be a, a mom. So, um, listen, yeah, I love that story. You know, I'm Jewish. We say Mazel Tov. You know, Mazel Tov means like best of luck. Yes. 
Mazel yeah. tov. Yes. So I <laughs> say that to you and your husband. How is your husband's reaction? What's what's his oh, reaction? He, what he how is he expressing? Than me. <laughs> he was more excited <laughs> than me. Yeah. Listen, Sadie. Congratulations, Mazel tov. Thank you for sharing the good news with me tonight. And congrats to you and your husband and that new family of yours. We need life. We need positive stories like this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. Here's an interesting last question for you. Has quarantine brought you and your partner closer together emotionally? Let's talk about that to finish the show. Has quarantine brought you and your partner closer together emotionally? Well, that's a very good question that I wanted to post on my uh, social media at Rendezvous Radio because, you know, I've heard a lot of stories you may have to on this show where it's difficult to be together 24-7, where, you know, it magnifies the difficulties we have, uh, the lack of communication or too much communication. But emotionally, do you feel you're growing together closer with this quarantine or not? Here are the results of you vote, and thank you for voting massively. 58% of you said, yes, it has. This quarantine has brought me and my partner closer together. 41% of you said, no, it hasn't. And I'm glad to hear that the majority of you feel you're getting closer together under this time together, which is exceptionally, you know, unique. That's, that's a positive last note on the show. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to all the essential workers who made this possible. Thank you, et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.